Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm with Molly. Molly, I'm in your workshop. There's wicker everywhere. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, there's also a lot of other stuff in here, Alistair. There is plant materials and bark and just endless amounts of materials. And it's all for weaving. So it ranges from your sort of regular shopping basket to wicker coffins. I do rush chair seating and a million other things, lampshades, all sorts of things. And they're all woven from these amazing, natural, sustainable materials. And all within five miles of Petersfield? Some of it. (laughs) (laughs) I do a lot of harvesting locally in the winter, lots of it. I go around hedgerows, I see over people's hedges into their gardens and I'll see that they've got willow growing in there and I'll go knock on their door and ask them. And that's kind of how I've built up my local willow supplies. It's literally going and asking people if I can cut what's growing in their gardens and in their hedges. But there's two different types of willow, as I understand it, in the UK. There's like the weeping type and there's proper oh, willow. There's real. a lot of oh, different kinds okay. <laughs> with millions of them. <laughs> yeah, so nat- our native willows are the goat willow, which is the pussy willow that we all know and see in the hedgerows. And then there's the weeping willow. But all the basketry willow is very specifically for basketry. It grows very, it's, it's grown and harvested very differently so that it's good for basket making. So when you've actually got the willow supplies... You have to keep them dry, or, or how do you get them yeah. to be so supple? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of process involved. So, so basically, willows harvested in the winter between sort of November March time, and that's so that the sap is back down in the plants. It gives the plants then that whole year to grow next year and regrow. And when you harvest it, then it's called green willow. It's full of water. It's all pliable and flexible and lovely so potentially you could then go straight into weaving with it but there's a bit of a problem in that if you do that as it dries all your materials shrink so you then get a very wobbly basket so what we do as basket makers is generally we let either let the willow we've harvested ourselves dry first and then you hydrate it again so basically soaking it in water or you buy it in dry, in bulk, from farms in Somerset, which is, I do a lot of that as well, as the local harvesting. And then you have to hydrate that by soaking it in, or I've got like a big cattle trough. And there's a bit of a sort of rule of thumb, if, you're, if your willow has still got its bark on, then it takes a day per foot in length to soak it. So if you've got five foot rods, five days. And then you have to leave it for another night wrapped up to what's called mellow, which is where it kind of does its final bit of soaking the water right down into the middle. And then you're ready to weave with it the next day. So you have to plan ahead and be very organised. <laughs> and also, depending on the variations of your willow as well, they all have their own little foibles as to how long they soak and, and how they'll perform. So you come to know your sticks very intimately. <laughs> You, you would never think that that was possible. You know, no. it's willow, right? It's willow and they're dry, snappy sticks that you would put on the fire. So don't do that with your willow. You can do all sorts of amazing things with it. So I'm sitting in your workshop. I see many different baskets. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the coffin. Yeah. Which looks amazing, I have to say. So I, I guess anything that can be woven like knitting is possible. Pretty much. It's fairly limitless in terms of your imagination and the you're looking at the skills. So I think the way you sort of get to the point where you can 
do anything is you start by learning basic skills. So you've got all those techniques under your belt and then you can get a bit crazy with design and making what you'd like out of it. So, But it is, it is fairly exciting and unfathomable is what you can make from them. So is basket making endangered art at the moment? It's a bit of a booming industry, I think, in this country at the moment. There's an awful lot of basket makers doing amazing things, but there's fairly specific elements of the craft that are endangered. One of them is the rush chair seating, which I've recently in the last year sort of started to teach myself how to do that, and I've been taking that on board. But there's also, there's a lot of, there's some very specific English techniques as well as opposed to more um, European techniques of making baskets and there's obviously lots of people in this country who are very keen to keep those very traditional English skills alive but also there's a lot of room for creativity so it doesn't really matter once you know what you're doing you can kind of put all those different skills together and do what you want with it really. So you're going to be holding some training courses? Yeah we've got a few coming up. The first one we've got coming up actually in the next few weeks is in February We've got two days, so you can come and spend two days getting completely lost in your sticks. And we're going to be making a round willow basket. So they're the basic skills you need to make a round basket, which will have something called finger handles in the side. So you can pick your basket up and do and um, carry it around and store whatever you like in it. So that, that two days is nice, slow-paced it's absolutely beginner level or if you've done a few baskets in the past it's a really good way of sort of brushing up on skills learning a few new things so yeah that's on the 27th and the 28th of February yeah so that's the round willow baskets and then into March we're looking forward to the gardeners of everyone who's into their gardens we will be making willow plant supports as well so the tall obelisk with a sort of spiral weave that goes up the side so that you can grow your beans or your peas or your clematis or whatever it is you want to grow up that and we'll also be making some little dragonflies as well in that workshop so you can sort of use those to decorate and hang around your garden or your house yeah so there's two dates for the plant supports they are the 23rd and the 27th of march and they will, if the weather's nice, they will be in a, my garden in Foxfield because um, you need a lot of space to make those. But if the weather's horrid, then we'll find a nice big indoor space for that. Now, looking around the workshop, I see art on the wall. Mm, yes, lots of art. Well, there's one rather massive drawing behind us of a beautiful hedge ash. Uh, and that's my husband's work. He's Macmillan Art, Nick Macmillan, and he does beautiful fine art portraits in charcoal of natural history so there's a lot of botanical work lots of trees he's doing a lot of trees at the moment he's working on an enormous sweet chestnut that's a, and the size of it's about a meter square so that's in our lounge at the moment <laughs> he's busy driving himself mad looking at millions of twigs and trying to decipher them and turn them into a beautiful drawing i think i should explain that the picture behind us is that of a hedgerow Mm, yeah and it looks as if it's got a life of its own yeah it's amazing isn't it it's all sorts of you can see little faces and limbs and arms and legs in there can't you so what would you say to anyone who's thinking about taking up basket weaving ah well absolutely just do it for a start because it's fantastic and and it's really oh it's very addictive 
So once you get starting, there's no stopping you, basically. So, but and there's there's lots of different kind of basketry as well. So, willow basketry is quite physical. It can be quite challenging on your hands. So it's not terribly straightforward or easy if you happen to have arthritis or something like that. If you have those kind of issues, then you can work with softer plant materials. So there's English rush basketry, which is beautiful, soft materials, completely different to work with and a beautiful material as well. And then the other thing that I do is a lot of plant fibre materials. So if you look around, there's various bunches of dead plants hanging from the ceiling and they are there's a whole mix up there i can see crocosmia crocosmia yeah and then there's daylilies which are the long ones there's a whole load of nettle fibers and bramble fibers there's um a fact a friend of mine has just sent me very excitingly from hong kong (laughs) some fibers from where she lives to play with so that's quite cool so I do a lot of those sort of mixed media plant fibres and I run a course on that in July called Focus on Fibres. So it's really experimental, it's a really lovely course and we do a lot of looking at the tree barks with that as well. So we tend to use sweet chestnut, willow, red cedar, elm if we can get our hands on it but and lime bark. So they're the sort of different trees that we can access bark from in this country. Now, your baskets can be seen in two fat dogs. They can, yes. Yeah, absolutely. My lovely neighbours, who are fabulous leather workers, they've got a shop down in town. Yeah. So well worth popping in to see. And do you do bespoke? Uh, Yeah, I make most of my living is from commission work. Yeah. So I do lots of bespoke basketry. I do lots and lots of bespoke lampshades at the moment. They're very popular from an enormous one I made that was sort of four foot by three foot so that could barely get out the door. <laughs> and actually, we will be having an exhibition. I'd forgotten about that. We just booked it at the Physic Gardens in November. So they've got some fabulous beams in their exhibition space. So there'll be a lot of lampshades in there and Nick's artwork. So that will be look out for that in, in, in November. But let's just remind everybody of the dates again of your courses absolutely so the round willow baskets which is the two-day workshop that's the 27th and the 28th of february and then we've got the plant supports and the dragonflies which is two separate days one on the 23rd and one on the 27th of march so they can all be booked via our website which is which is yeah that's useful isn't it (laughs) just find it 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 is www.fieldfarmproject.com you heard it here first. You did indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and you can also um, email me, which is info at fieldfarmproject.com, or you can give me a ring on 07979321369. And forgive the signal. Yes, forgive the signal. WhatsApp works very well around here, but do leave me a message or give me a ring. It'll be lovely to talk. What was the rival to the VHS video format? Which author predicted the Apollo moon landing? Who became the youngest winner of the Wimbledon men's singles title? Petersfield's Shine Radio with Ian Crossman. I have quiz questions on all sorts of topics for you to test your general knowledge and see if you can score the magical five out of five. The Brighter Minds Quiz is proudly supported by Church's College. Every Saturday and Sunday night from nine. Petersfield's Shine Radio.